Well, hi there and welcome. It is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. It's your show. Thanks for being part of it today by listening and we're going to ask you to participate as well because the show is driven by you with your wisdom, your insights, your experiences, the things that you experience in life. We call them lived experiences and you may have something related to today's topic. Uh, I'll give you the phone number here and then we'll lay that out for you. It's 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. I'm Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. <laughs> Hey. Jerry, this this show is always a popular one, talking about angel stories. Do you think it was an angel? That's what we're asking today. The, the existence of angels is a truth of our faith. It starts in the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 328, and it talks all about the, the angels, the guardian angels. And so many times as we're going through life, uh, things um, happened to us and we think, wow, it could have been worse. Was that an angel that, that really helped me and assisted me? Or uh, a person appears out of nowhere and, and um, you know, fixes a situation or lifts a very heavy car off of somebody, you know, when it's, there's been an accident and then that person disappears. Wasn't it an angel? Do you have encounter those kinds of angel stories in your life or have you heard of them? Or maybe you've seen them on TV. There's lots of shows that talk about the angels. It goes all across many denominations and, and faith and faiths because people of all faith um, uh, believe they they love the angels. The angels is one a conversation that you can talk about with people um, in every single denomination that they love because they they just can relate to this um, heavenly spirit that is watching over us and helping us and assisting us and walking with us. Okay, so the angels is they are a truth of our faith. Do you have an angel story? Here's the number eight three three two eight eight. 3986. And Jerry, we're both a, just a little bit under the weather. And I'll tell you what, if I could just speak today, it would really help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel fine, except for a little bit of a, a raspy voice today. I don't really know what's going on. But um, we are both happy to be here. We, we try and answer the bell uh, every time that we possibly can on this show. And we're asking you to do the same right now at 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six angel stories. Well, every every person who is created by God has a guardian angel. Maybe you have experienced yours pulling something off for you, doing you a favor, maybe a saving, like Debbie said, from some kind of a woeful experience. Um, it could have been your guardian angel. Maybe you have, uh, you know, you've experienced a miracle of some sort, and you just know that it had to be, you know, divine intervention by God through the mm-hmm. agency of an angel. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. Phones are already starting to fill up. Charles Beery is going to answer your calls today, and we have Ace McKay, our producer. I'm sorry, Matt Gabensky is answering right. calls, and mm-hmm. Charles Beery is on social media. Ace is our producer. So now and Charles does a great job on social media. Matt Gabensky is answering the calls, like you said, Jerry. But, uh, you know, uh, the beauty of the angels is we can talk about it. We're not going to have a big, you know, disagreement because we all can understand it uh, on some level that uh, these these heavenly creatures um, um, tasked by God to take care of things um, for us here on earth, to minister to us on earth. It's a beautiful thing. Psalm 91 on most uh, translations of the Bible, Psalm 91, God's protection talks all about that, uh, how our angels um, to, are there to guard us and guide us in all our ways. They're there for, to illuminate our minds and strengthen our will. They're there to protect us and really go before us and help us. Why did God create the angels and ask them to, to be part 
part of this grand mission to minister to us because he knew we would, would need the help. There are soul guards. There are bodyguards. It's so true. Can you tell that I absolutely am devoted to the angels? I love the angels, Jerry. And I have uh, since 1989. I, lo- I Well, actually earlier than that, but I started studying um, the angels in 1989. And I, I've had many uh, angel encounters. I do, it, the thing about it, Jerry, is we don't want to we don't want to look for them. We don't want to try to interact or have them speak to us. That's not their their mission. Their mission is by God himself. They behold the face of God as they're ministering to us at the same time. They are not to be this, the, they're not to interact like that with us. They're to do a job for God. And, and that's important to remember that. So we, it, to acknowledge them is where really where our role is. And that's important just to acknowledge that they have a mission given by God. So if you have an angel story, share it with us, please. 833-288-3986. That is the phone number to call. There are other ways that you can participate in today's conversation. Um, email take two at EWTN.com. And as always, that works with the number two or the word two TWO spelled out take two at EWTN.com. You can post on the show website during the show or anytime we have a 24 hour a day, uh, prayer link that you can click on there. If you have prayer intentions, that's take two show.com. And you can also, if you're watching the video stream on Facebook or YouTube, hello to you. Great folks there. You can get your comments going there and, uh, Charles Beery will get some of those over to us here for today's broadcast. But we are asking you if you have had an angel experience. Do you think it was an angel? 833-288-3986 is the number to call. And Debbie, you were right. This is not only <laughs> going to be a popular show, as you see, it is already yeah. as the phone lines are uh, yeah. pretty full right now. Keep on trying, though, folks, because we want to work through as many calls as we can and then get to as many of you as possible on today's show. All faith traditions acknowledge the angels, and it's so important. We, in our Nicene Creed, we um, acknowledge the angels as well. I mean, it's it, all things visible and invisible, seen and unseen. Those are the angels. And um, they're a truth of our faith, very important. How have the angels impacted your faith life, your spiritual life? Do you have an angel story? Let's give glory to God together. Call us, 833 288 Three nine eight six and Jerry, I'll share two angel stories. If you'll share a, a couple as well, I know you do it. You have angel stories as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there there are so many. I mean, I could share just the other day actually, and this has happened so many times for me. I was uh, driving on the freeway, and it's one of those moments. This has probably happened to just about everyone. Um, I wanted to, cha- to change lanes, and all of a sudden, I just got this prompting in my spirit to stay put where I was, and a car went zipping past me about 20 miles over an hour over the speed limit, would have crashed right into my back end if I had decided to change lanes there. So that's that's you know one experience that I've had that I imagine a lot of people have shared, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Did you did you did your mind go to thanking the angel or did oh, you immediately? Yeah, okay. very cool. Immediately, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Look at the lines, Jerry. Yep, we're going to get to uh, your takes here. Do you think it was an angel? That is our topic today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. This is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. It's from EWTN Radio. Thank you so much. We appreciate your prayers for this show and for all the shows 
on EWTN. We rely on your prayers to keep doing what we do. And we assure you of our daily prayers. In fact, for over 40 years, EWTN has been praying with and for people throughout the entire world. And today, today, we want to pray for anything that weighs on your heart, family members, health, finances. It is really, truly our honor and a blessing to pray for you. So you can take a moment now and send us your prayer request at EWTN.com slash prayer. EWTN.com slash prayer. What a, a fantastic way to get the entire world praying for for you and what's ever important to you. Um, we had one phone line drop because they must have shared a comment and then they dropped off. Some people do that. That's fine. So the line is open. If you'd like to share a, a miracle angel story, or if you think it was an angel, 833-288-3986. I've shared this story before. I personally believe it was my guardian angel that helped me. I was at, if those of you who remember when we used to have ATM machines outside of grocery stores. Remember those, Jerry? They used mm-hmm. to be right outside of grocery stores. They don't really do them anymore uh, for security reasons. Um, so I'm, they may still have them around the country, but I know where I live, they don't have them anymore. Um, but I went up to get um, some some cash out of the ATM machine. It was about, uh, I think it was about eight thirty nine o'clock at night. I know it was dark out and I went and, and Arizona back in the day was very, very, very safe. I never even thought twice about it. I went up to, cause it was all, you know, the, this, the, um, parking lot was well lit and, and all that went up to the ATM machine. All of a sudden I felt this very large man right behind me, very close, like way too close, wasn't giving me enough distance from the ATM machine. And I knew I was about ready to get in, uh, you know, he was going to grab the money or, or hurt me or do something. And uh, it was as clear as a bell. I felt my guardian angel said, turn around and scream as loud as you can. And I did. And it's so rare because believe it or not, I would have never done that. That's not my normal that's not my normal way of doing things, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so odd to me that I, and I scared him and he went running away. Um, and then somebody came out of the grocery store and said, are you okay? Are you okay? But so I could have been in trouble that night. Cause I don't know if he, you know, if he had a weapon or anything, but it was, but I, you know, it's, I totally credit my guardian angel for saving me that night. I remember it vividly. I can actually close my eyes and actually see myself at that particular, that grocery store is still there in Arizona many years later later i can still uh feel myself right there isn't that mm. strange yeah no those experiences stay with us for sure mm-hmm. um yeah something else that uh, we're going to go to your calls here in a second i just wanted to real quickly share i think i've shared this on the show before but many many years ago i was moving i was uh, and when you get into radio especially when you're young and inexperienced you bounce around from job to job you're trying to climb that proverbial ladder so I was going from one radio job to another, and my brother Joe was helping me move. I had a little Ford Pinto, this ugly yellow Ford Pinto, and he had this European little European right-hand drive sports car. And I said, hey, let me, let me drive your car. You drive the Pinto. And so we were going down the freeway, freeway speed, and he forgot to tell me that if you raised the steering wheel up just about a quarter of an inch, you would lose control of the vehicle. You could spin <gasps> no. the steering wheel like it was you know, on Wheel of Fortune or something, right, and it wouldn't right. do anything. It wouldn't control the car. Mm. So I'm going along at probably you know, 70 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, I'm just going, I have no control of this vehicle whatsoever. And I started to slow down. I didn't slam the brakes or anything. I just tapped him, slowly tried to slow down, and the car just pulled right off to the side of the road, just across the, the, the white line on the right lane, not into you know the gravel or anything, still on the paved area, mm-hmm. and just came to a stop. And mm-hmm. it had to be my guardian angel or an angel experience because 
I thought, I mean, you talk about your life flashing before your eyes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what happened to me at that time. Wow. Wow, Jerry. Okay, we said we were going to share two uh, angel stories apiece. So here's uh, the, the, the next one. My, my aunt, uh, who's probably listening to the radio right now in West Caldwell, New Jersey, she's a Dominican sister. Um, and her, her name is uh, Sister Carmel Lavolsi. She's the one who imparted the teaching of the angels to all of us in our family. And a lot of people credit her uh, so very much for um, having them develop a devotion to the angels because of her devotion to her guardian angel. Well, she was driving on a, a very busy um, um, highway, freeway in, in uh, New Jersey, and a gigantic boulder, Jerry, a d- gigantic mm. boulder came right on the um, highway, right in her lane. And she was going right for it at, at about, you know, 65, 70 miles, probably 60 miles an hour in New Jersey. And um, somehow uh, the car went right around the boulder or went over the boulder. I don't know, but she never hit the boulder. And she Praise credits God. her guardian angel for um, saving her life that day on that uh, on that freeway. And uh, so, Sister Carmel, if you're listening, thank you for sharing about the truth of the angels. Um, mm-hmm. It's such a beauty of our faith, and it's and it's it shows so much of God's love for us that He wants us to be assisted along this journey called life. What do you say, Jer? Well, I say it probably happens way more than we even realize or acknowledge. So let's be grateful to God every time we do recognize that it could be the help of an angel. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about here your angel accounts, your angel stories. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting there. Liz is going to be up first, listening in New York on the Station of the Cross. Hello, Liz. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Go right okay. ahead. Okay. Okay, thank you. My story happened, um, at, well, approximately 41 years ago, um, give or take. Um, okay, there's a little backstory to it. When when I was a young adult, um, I got myself in a situation, and I was forced to have an abortion. And I mean forced, definitely forced. I didn't want it, but I was forced to go through with it. And the whole time I was have the whole procedure and the time up to I held the the crucifix of Christ in in my hand. I had a you know a, a replica and that was in my hand in my fist, clenching it the whole time. The doctor was doing the horrible thing, and you know just praying like I'll get out. Well, um, sometime later I I didn't you know. It, I didn't recollect for this story, but uh, one or two years later. So um, I, I I found myself pregnant, but I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe five or six weeks. Just I had no idea. And um, I was in my um, apartment complex, and I met a fella. Um, he was from Italy, a little bit hard to understand. He, he said he, he had an accent. He said he had just moved in. So I was just being gracious. said, so would you like to come in for coffee? So um, I had him over for coffee, and he sat next to me, and he put his hand on my stomach, and he said, you're having a baby. And and, and he said, when's the baby due? And I thought, oh, my God. You know, I was really taken aback. And, and this and that. And there was a little conversation and said goodbye. Never saw the gentleman again. Um, he was a young-looking person, I'd say between 26 and 31, maybe. Um, like I said, he said he was from Italy, and he uh, in broken English. And he said he had rented an, an apartment there in the complex, and la, la, la. Well, you know, that was that. 
And, um, uh, of course, I went out and got a pregnancy test immediately. Um, but and I asked the landlady, well, what, what's with the new tenant here? And I said, oh, no, there, there's nobody living there. I didn't rent to anyone. Uh, there, there's no one there. And, you know, I thought, oh, well, that's weird. And, you know, I was a, a young adult. I, I had to go on with my life. I just thought, well, whatever, you know. And But over the years, I, of course, I had the child, of course. I had, it was successful. And just mulling it over over the years of, and other things, you know, that had to do with the child herself. Um, I thought, well, gosh, you know, putting two and two together and trying to make sense of all of this. And it just dawned on me because the Lord knew that I had had that forced um, removal uh, of life, which I continue to pray for even after the life was gone. And, um, you know, maybe this this person that just <laughs> totally disappeared, and, and, and then how, how in this world could a, you know... I wasn't five or six weeks along. I didn't even know, and this person immediately knew and 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 told me that I, you know, was having a child. And of course, that you know immediately, you know, for me, you know, get to the doctor, take care of this, and all, and and all of this. So that's my story. So. Wow, Liz, you know, this is an amazing story. So I'm sure De- I can speak for Debbie and all of us. We're so very sorry that you were forced into having that, uh, that abortion with your, your initial pregnancy. Um, I was, I, the thought that comes to my mind is, you know, God said, he was saying to you, I will have the last word here. You know, you were forced into that. You didn't want to have that. Um, I'm sure you had a maternal, um, you know, inclination in your heart, you know, to be a mother. And uh, so, you know, this is a, almost definitely, Debbie, it sounds like an angel, because uh, after this young man was gone, the uh, landlord knew nothing about it, uh, him or anybody else there. So mm-hmm. uh, it just mm-hmm. sounds like a, very much like it could have been an angel encounter. Oh, yeah, I, I would believe so, Liz. As you're looking back, you said, you, you know, it just seems so, so random, right? With the, with, with having this person announce that you're, that you're, that you're pregnant. How, how does that come to be? Well, this is the, I believe, from studying angels, Liz, that when God um, allows the angels to do their work, um, and, and to, um, and to manifest, to bring us comfort, to bring us peace, to bring us, um, you know, a message or an understanding. It is, it is such a beautiful, gentle, loving way that God uh, connects with us. He does, the, the angels will not, are not going to infringe on our, our free will, right? That, that is something that, um, that God respects, right? And he, that's not going to happen, but it's this gentle comfort and assistance and beauty that I just love. And as you were explaining your story, and by the way, you did it quite well. We have, we actually have some comments coming in saying you, you explained all the details of it so well. Your story, I, I really do believe that was God's loving touch for you in 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 your um, status of life that you were in. And I think that's wonderful. I, I hope you continue to, to keep that story 
in your mind um, on a regular basis to to remind you of of how God's love for you personally, Liz. And Jerry, you have another comment right there. I think that's beautiful. Well, it just came to me, Liz. You know, it reminds me of the angel Gabriel telling Mary, you know, you're going to conceive. This was almost like an angel telling you you have conceived. I mean, the, the similarity between the two stories is quite remarkable. But Liz, mm-hmm. thank you very, very much. We got thank full you, phone Liz. lines here, so we're going to get to our next call. But Liz, thank you for joining us here. Yeah. Do you think it was an angel? 833-288-3986. Okay, Mary is up next, and Mary's uh, calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, listening on our friends at The Quest. Hi, Mary. Welcome. Hello. How are you? We are Good great. Morning. Thank you so much. Do you think your story has an angel attached to it? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because... I was calling on the name of the Lord. I was calling. It was like my life was flashing. I kept thinking if I get out of this car and this car run over somebody, then I'm going to be arrested for killing. <laughs> I said, so, Mary, you can't get out of this car. You have to stay right in. Oh, my God. And this is at the same area where I crossed an intersection where many years ago the uh, downtown riches had the bridge, and that's where everybody would have the Christmas celebration, and that's what I was going through, right through, right there. Mm-hmm. But Lord God. So, are, Mary, you're saying that? So your brakes did they fail, and then you were you were getting nervous. You're thinking, I've got to stay in the car. But so so, what happened? Did the car come to a a, a, a gentle stop, or how? What happened? Didn't come to no gentle nothing. I was pumping those brakes and pumping them, and they weren't stopping. And I was just going on down the hill, going on down the hill, and calling the Lord, calling the Lord. And then all these men came out from up the street, down the street, round the corner, all like that. And they all grabbed the hole of the car, and they were holding onto the car wow. and rested up against the curb. Wow. <laughs> and I called upon the Lord. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Almighty God. Because mm-hmm. all I could see was my life flashing before me. Yeah. Well, Almighty God answered, Mary. You're meant to be here. You realize that, right? (laughs) Yes. And when I had the other incident with the angel lady uh, who was was standing right near the foot of my bed as I was laying there, and she had this long needle like she was going to give me a shot. And uh, I say, um, because I'm a black woman, uh, I was very surprised that she was who she was. She was a beautiful blonde lady with hair all the way down to her, her almost to her ankles, mm. had on her little white dress and everything. And I had an issue at that time that had come back and forth at least twice that I had to go to the doctor for. And it just never was clearing up. But once she, uh, you know, I was fussing at her, I said, you don't have a right to do that. I said, Why did, who, who told you to do that? And she was just, and she just kept doing her little job and everything. And then I said, and then as I raised my voice, she stopped. And I said, okay, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And she gave me the little shot, whatever she had to give me. And then she was gone. And I never been sick again. I never had that problem again. Wow. So you've had multiple experiences, Mary, with angels. That's never. That's... You never got away with it. Yeah. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually been in a vehicle before where the brakes uh, they didn't completely fail, but they 
they were not working as they were supposed to work. And like you, Mary, um, I did a, a little 911 God. You know, we do that, that prayer show once a month, God, I need you now. Well, I, I did exactly what you did, Mary, and called upon the name of the Lord. And I think I came out of that okay as well. So happy that you did, Mary. Thank you. Bless your heart. Thanks for being part of this conversation today. On Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, do you think it was an angel? That line was open. It's now being <laughs> occupied. Um, we're going to take a very short pause. Then we have Susie and Lisa. And Matt Kaminsky is a busy man today, screening your calls today, 833-288-3986. Stay with us. the phones in just a moment i just want to give the number again if you'd like to tell your angel story we're asking the question do you think it was an angel let's talk about it 833-288-3986 Susie is up next in colorado listening on ewtn.com hi Susie. welcome to take two hi how are you today good good how are you i'm fine good Um, go right go right ahead tell us your story well, my father, uh, who I love dearly, as I'm sure every daddy's girl does, but had passed away about 20 years ago. And I took it really, really hard. Uh, so hard that I was haunting his, his grave and, and everything. But it was one, it was about two years later, I was sitting outside, um, and if you're from Colorado, you know the weather is nice one day and cold the next. But anyway, I had um, I was sitting outside just looking up at the clouds because I like to look at the clouds and see if I could see animals and such. And my husband and I were sitting out there, and I pointed up to a cloud, and I said, Art, doesn't that look like a cross to you? And he goes, yeah, yeah, it looks like a cross. And then I said, and I kept looking up, and I said, Art, doesn't that look like a chalice? And he said, yeah, it looks like a chalice. So I kept looking at the clouds, and then all of a sudden, the clouds formed my dad's face. And it kind of kind of like clouds looked like they were coming down, and I, I screamed. And I said, Art, it's my dad, it's my dad. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, there, he's in the clouds. And he goes, well, take a picture, take a picture. So I ran in the house, and for some reason, there was a camera there readily available, and I snapped that picture. And to this day, I have that picture. Mm, And I show it to people all the time. And they say, oh, my gosh, Susie. And I go, my dad let me know he's taking care of me, Mm. and he's looking down on me. Yeah. Wow. What a comforting moment that must have been, Susie. I can, I can just imagine. I have, I have seen a lot of cloud formations in, in the shapes of things that actually consoled me and gave me comfort and spoke to me as well in the past before. And I have no doubt that this is uh, very, very likely almost certainly what has happened for you. The fact that you have that picture now and you can, I'm sure, hold it up and compare it to a picture of your dad. Um, and, and you still, do you, do you look at that picture often, Susie? I'll bet you do to, to remind yourself of that consoling moment that God gave you. 
Oh, yes, I do. I, I have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. Yeah. And every now and then I'll look at it. And, and I, I just know my dad's keeping an eye on me. And, and uh, unfortunately, I lost my parents three months apart. Mm. But uh, I, you know, I, I look at that picture all the time thinking, my daddy's with me. My daddy's with me. Mm. Yeah. Susie, that's so again, I know it was an angel. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's again God sharing how much He loves you and bringing you comfort. Because you said you were having such a hard time with the loss of your dad. You know, we keep a prayer book of uh, of all the Take Two family, living and deceased. If you feel comfortable, if you if you want to give us your mom and dad's first name, that would be great. But Susie, I, I won't. I will not put this on Facebook or make it public in any way. But I'm just so curious to see this picture. If you feel like a comfortable. Can you just um, send the picture to take two at EWTN.com? It, uh, Jerry sees it. I see it. And Ace, our producer, he will see it as well, but we won't make it public. I'm just, I want to share in just rejoicing and thanking God that he brought that beautiful uh, comfort to you when you needed it most. So can you give us your parents' first names? My, uh, my mom, my dad's name was Maximino, M-A-X. I am, I am, I O, mm-hmm. and my mom's name was Teresita, T E R E S I T A. Beautiful. Susie, uh, you grace this conversation today with your beautiful angel story. I love how God works. I love how gentle he is with us, how loving and kind and how he shows up when we, when we need him most. And I just, I'm so grateful to God that he did that for you, Susie. Well, thank you very much. And thank you. Um, for letting me share my story. I, I tell it to anybody who wants to hear it, you know, because I, I truly do believe that it was an angel. Mm-hmm. So, and that's well, my, just, that angel was my dad. Yeah, and you just got to share it with the whole world, Susie. That's got to feel great for you. Thank you so very much for being a part of our show today. I'm going to go to social media real quick, watching on Facebook. If you're there, you might be watching the video stream on YouTube. Amanda's watching on Facebook. Says, I was driving home with my four kids near EWTN. Somehow the sun was coming through the trees, and I looked back for a second, and the road curved, but I went straight. I flipped the van upside down in the creek. Luckily, the water was low. My kids were seven, six, five, and two. My oldest, Nicholas, somehow climbed out the broken window of the van and pulled the door open and got all of his siblings out of the car. My seatbelt was stuck, and I said, Nicholas, Nicholas, get me some scissors. A lady appeared with gray, white, curly hair and handed Nicholas scissors, and I was able to cut my seatbelt and get out of the car. The lady did not stick around, and I do not know where she went. Others had stopped, but they were not the one that handed Nicholas the scissors. Nobody was hurt. Someone told me later that it was a miracle because you cannot cut a seatbelt with scissors. Not sure if that's true, but I was able to cut it very easily. I know it was a miracle, and it felt like Mother Angelica was with me. Wow, Debbie, is that powerful from Amanda? Way to go. That is an amazing angel story. And Jerry, I, I would agree with that because I think, I mean, how many people carry scissors in their car? You know, that's the first thing. I mean, and, and then the lady appears, hands the scissors, and then disappears. I mean, that's that's definitely, a manif- in my opinion, a manifestation mm-hmm. of an angel. And, and that God, God wanted to make sure that Amanda and her children were safe. And wow. <laughs> That was incredible. Beautiful. I could read yeah. that story over and over and over again. Amazing. Yeah. 
All right, let's go to Lisa in Virginia Beach, Virginia, listening also on the EWTN app. Hi, Lisa. Hi there. Hi. Welcome. Um, I, I, uh, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for welcoming me and for, uh, you know, I'm going to recite my story. I'm going to tell you of my story. Um, I was a student in Rutgers College in New Jersey, Rutgers University, Rutgers College uh, in the early 1990s. Um, I had initially planned to major in marketing and that failed because I wasn't able to pass some required courses. Uh, So my parents were telling me, how about majoring in computer science since at that time? And, you know, um, it was more... uh, conducive to finding a job and, uh, you know, uh, one can find uh, a job easily there with that uh, major. So I had to do this project, uh, which was necessary to uh, pass this course, a computer course. Um, So I went to the computer lab. It was at night because I just, I, I don't remember why I decided to do it at the last minute, this project. But and in any, in any case, I could not finish the, this computer project because it was so hard. Uh, Rutgers was competitive, is competitive in computer science, and I just couldn't understand and complete it. So I was very dejected and, you know, disappointed, and I didn't know what to do at that point and what to major in because I had always, you know, I was changing my mind here and there. And so I remember I just had to resign myself and I had to catch the last bus to my campus where my dorm was because Rutgers College has different campuses and it's part of Rutgers University. It's a, it's um, uh, one campus for science, for the humanities, etc. So uh, in leaving the building and going down the stairs um, in the middle of the night, past midnight, to catch the last bus to my campus, I stopped in my tracks because I didn't know what to do. My I literally felt like I didn't know my heart was stopping or something because I looked ahead at the bus stop and there was this old man uh, who was looking as if he knew me, but he was sort of looking at me, disapproving me, and I... Um, I was scared. This is the first time that I felt like for some reason my life was in danger. And I don't know why, you know, I just gathered my wits and I had to catch the bus. So I just went ahead and went to the bus stop. And then we ended up doing small talk. And then um, and then I told them about um, that at that time, um, I didn't really have a close relationship with my father. Like he was uh, close to me, like I could... Um, you know, uh, connect with him. And and uh, so I told him about that. And, and then he told me a bit more about uh, uh, his life. And then and then we um, uh, were walking around the bus stop. Then he stopped and then he um, pointed his finger up at the stars. And uh, and then he, I, I looked up and then I didn't, he didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And, I felt like uh, he was trying to say, "You are a child of God, nonetheless, and and um, you know, do not worry. Have hope, uh, have faith, and everything will be all right." 
Well, that's, and, that's um, but yeah. but Lisa, let me jump in real quickly because it's so important because the the details of this are some clear indications that it that it um, uh, was supernatural with it with an angel encounter possibly first thing um though is with angels especially the, typically most people feel very 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 calm initially so there's this there, because the angels come on the scene and manifest in a way that they're very courteous and kind and and peaceful most you know and so you and but you develop this conversation with this person and then then it reinforced in you the encouragement and the boost that you needed right you needed to keep going and so that that it, it, the the details there are are um, kind of signs of how the angels work because when we are feeling discouraged because what are the demons you have to look at what the demons want us to do the demons want us to get discouraged they want us to fall into despair they wanted you Lisa to probably drop out of Rutgers and not finish you know what you what you had um, set out to do um, and so God um, allowed um, probably your guardian angel to to manifest in a way to give you that sense that you could that confidence to keep going and, and i i think i hear those details coming out of the story jerry let me have jerry comment because we do have full phone lines jerry no i i can't add anything that you just said you know i think uh like you were you were explaining you know usually there's there's that peace there's that calm and uh, i i really think I, I was curious lisa real quick uh, did you did this individual like get on the bus did you see did you see him for a while longer was he did he kind of disappear and, and you just didn't know where he went or what happened well uh i also wanted to mention that i felt very um at peace after i met this angel this old man mm-hmm. right uh, yeah. uh okay. and uh, this uh, so but then after he pointed his finger up at the stars and gave me the feeling of hope uh, the the bus we talked for a while again and then the bus came and then he went on the bus and then I went on the bus and uh, and then I uh, my stop had arrived before his stop so I left uh, the bus but uh, while passing by him I noticed he was just smiling and so calm and just mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. smiling all the time and um, I was sure he was my angel or guardian angel or something and mm-hmm. i even tried to look for him again the next day and until this day i don't know who he was and how come he had appeared there in the middle of the night right yeah well, and he, he yeah he, he no, said that he was a professor and and i um, don't know why he was a professor at that time because um unless uh he was doing he, he was a professor of physics <laughs> and uh you know mm, the, the overall feeling and result i believe is what counts because he, it's one of those crossroads where he god made me uh increase my faith and when mm-hmm. i mean i always relive that situation that uh event which happened to me mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and like you said, Lisa, it's the it's the end result that matters, and you know, God got a clear message through to you uh, via that uh, that silent stranger, like you called him. So, uh, beautiful experience, and we're so glad that you took the time to share it with us here on our Could It Be an Angel program on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. 
Wow, Debbie, amazing mm-hmm. accounts, as always, on this Angel Show. Oh, yeah, we have full phone lines plus and lots of social media coming in. We could do the we could do Angel Shows all week long. You guys love this. So um, before we go back to the phones, um, I just wanted to mention, Jerry, More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak, Monday through Friday morning, 10 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Tomorrow, Dr. Greg and Lisa uh, conquer parenting puzzles. Got parenting questions? Let us help you find faithful, effective answers to parenting. I love that. Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek, 10 10 a.m. Eastern. Okay. Okay, back to your phone calls. Jennifer holding patiently in Pittsburgh, listening on Sirius XM 130. Jennifer, we're glad that you called. Welcome. Good afternoon. Hi, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Um, My... It's not my experience with an angel. It was my daughter's. She was in second grade at the time. She's almost 40 years old now. Um, my mother-in-law lived with us and uh, would go to the Catholic Church once a month for a, an over-50 club. She was probably about 75 at the time. And we had just given my daughter, the second grader, a uh, key to the house just in case Grandma was running late from a meeting or something. It wasn't like she was going to be there for hours, just a few minutes or so and uh, would cause my mother-in-law a little less anxiety to know that my daughter could get in the house. So she was in the house, and she had been taught not to answer the door, not to even play in the front room where the windows were, just in case somebody was peeping Tom or something like that. She knew very well and was a very good child, so she would listen. But all of a sudden, this lady appeared at the window, tapping on the window and, and motioning for my daughter to open the door. My daughter did not recognize her, but she seemed very friendly. And my daughter opened the door, and the lady said, your, your grandma was in an accident right up at the stop sign, and she's worried about you, and I'm, uh, she, I, I think I need to take you where you can be with somebody, because grandma's going to go to the hospital in the ambulance. And my daughter said she could go next door to our neighbor, Elizabeth, and the lady took her over there, and then Elizabeth called me at work to let me know what was going on. To this day, my daughter does not know who that woman was, why she opened the door or anything. And we lived in the kind of neighborhood in Virginia at the time that if somebody had done that, they would have definitely followed up and came back a few days later, maybe even the next day and said, you know, how's grandma? Was everything okay? Mm -hmm. Did I do right? You know, something. And we've never, ever heard who it was. And to this day, my daughter, if I tell that story when she's around she nods her head that, you know, yes, it was an angel. I don't know if she's ever told the story herself, but she lets me tell it, and she definitely believes it was an angel. Wow. Sure sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, this is, a, I would say it's definitely a slam-dunk account of, a, of an angel um, definitely being sent by God and what, what circumstances that was. I mean, who knows how long your uh, your daughter would have been there, you know, waiting for her grandmother, your mother-in-law. So um, beautiful, beautiful account, uh, Jennifer. Thanks for sharing that. Debbie, I don't know if you got Thank you, you, Jennifer. Want. No, I would yeah. just say that that's how the angels work. You know, they manifest, they do what, what they are. They are tasked to do by their mission um, that they um, they have agreed to do um, by God himself. God, you know, uh, presented what was in front of them and their ministry work, and they're doing it quite well. And when we acknowledge um, them and we we get we uh, show gratitude towards God for the angels, um, we actually have more 
activity from the angels because it's it's all part of the um it's all part of cooperation god loves everyone to cooperate and that's what i just love about our god he's amazing jerry Mm -hmm. yeah all right kathy is next in virginia also from virginia listening on sirius xm 130 hello kathy hello um i'd like to share my angel story um about 12 years ago i retired and my company asked me if I would come back and work part-time for them. And uh, one of the assignments they gave me was to visit a company they were thinking about doing business with. And it was a brand-new company, and they had just established some offices in a building that was being reclaimed in the city. And um, my GPS found the building, and when I found it, it, it was about a block wide, and there were parking lots to the left and to the right. So I parked on the right, and when I parked in that parking lot, there were only two cars in there, which probably held about maybe a couple, several hundred cars, I would think. And I went in and thought, well, I'll ask a concierge where their offices are. And I got in, no concierge, nobody there. So I called them, and they said, well, we're on the sixth floor of this building, and I rode the elevator up and found them. I met with them, and um, when I was leaving, I got in the elevator again. I saw no one on the floor, no other um, no other offices were occupied, and rode down, and again, no one in the lobby, no one in the elevator with me. So I stepped out and walked across you know, like a half a block across the front of the building. And just as I got close to the um, parking lot and the curb, I saw a car, a young man who looked very gang-like, pant leg rolled up, and um, he was kind of leaning against a car that was parked. And I thought, well, I'm just going to be very confident and walk by him and get to my car. And then I saw from the corner of my eye a second young man stepped out from behind shrubbery that was on the left of the building. And so as I stepped down off the curb, I saw I was kind of in a pincher uh, position. And um, I thought, well, I'm just going to give them my purse and give them my computer and hope that I don't get hurt in this. Um, And I took maybe three steps, three or four steps, and suddenly I heard behind me, Ahem. and I never turned around, but they heard it as well and looked, and they, the pincher movement that was in a direct line towards me suddenly turned, and they moved away from me, and I walked straight past, got in my car. I never, I looked behind me, but I saw no one, and I, I just got in my car and came home, but I've always thought that had to be my guardian angel because there was no one else in that building. And I phoned the company that I had met with that day to let them know what had happened and to be careful when they left. And um, there, there had been no one in that building that day. That's a classic guardian angel story, Debbie. It yes, like. it is. <laughs> it, it, it truly is. I was just typing over to Jerry as you were speaking, Kathy. In, in all the years that I've studied angels, and it's well over now, 13 years, that you checked all the boxes on the elements of a, of a guardian angel story. So I, I would definitely say your, your guardian angel was very active uh, that day and uh, to protect you. And that's amazing. Thank God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Right, Kathy? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thanks, Kathy, for the call. You know, there is another one on social media that I yes, do want to get please, to, if I may. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Catherine, watching on Facebook. Hi there. So this is a story about an encounter with a little girl's guardian angel. Mm-hmm. One day I needed to get my ring fixed, so I headed downtown with my six-year-old daughter, and there was a street fair going on all along the street I wanted to park. However, parking was only available six blocks away. So I parked, got out of my car, grabbed my daughter's hand, and started walking. And not a half a block in front of me, I saw a child who couldn't have been more than two years old walking along the sidewalk and crossing what was a very busy main street. There were no adults around at all, so I ran up and grabbed this little girl who was out in the middle of traffic at this point. I looked around. Nobody was there, but there were a few local businesses, so I was drawn to walk into a nearby restaurant with the girl. Not long after walking in, the waitresses looked at me shocked and said, That's the owner's daughter. She was in the back room at a playpen not ten minutes ago. How on earth did she escape? So that little girl's guardian angel put me there to save her life. Wow. Oh, these are amazing stories. Uh, Incredible. Please, folks, if you have a chance, go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, starting at paragraph 328, to read all about the truth of our faith and the guardian angels. We're not going to get to Brian in Niagara Falls or Herb or Daniel in Lockport or Jesse in Boston, Massachusetts, and the others. But next time uh, we do an angel show, we will definitely um, invite you again to call in. Jesse says, I found this station from a bumper sticker and now i love catholic radio that was coming in from boston massachusetts jerry awesome station of the cross mm-hmm. all right well our saint of the day is saint francis de sales so we ask for his prayerful intercession today really a great one to go to for help in the spiritual life tomorrow our topic when has god given you in abundance when has he showered his blessings upon you lavished you with blessings and graces that's our topic tomorrow debbie very excited about that topic so please join us and call in share this program with all of your friends if you want them to get to know their guardian angels until tomorrow have a beautiful and blessed day we'll see you real soon